I'm a handshake tater. I'm a spud with a plate. I'm a miracle skater day by day. I ain't your average quitter. I don't put up with golf. I'm doing the best I can. The drum tater. Fellow Trump taters, it's another day, Tuesday in December. We are the 15th, 10 days away from Christmas. It does not feel 10 days away from Christmas, but it is. And uh, I think part of that is just one, we just barely got snow here in Utah where it's down sticking on the ground. Um, but the other is you just don't have the traditional things. We didn't have our Christmas parade after Thanksgiving. Um, we're not allowed to sing. <laughs> I mean, Christmas caroling will be out this year. Um, I mean, there's just so many things. You can't go to the mall to shop. I mean, there's not, there's, you, you don't supposed to have family over for Christmas. I mean, it's just kind of a, I don't know, boy, I shouldn't start a program off on this. No, should I? But uh, <laughs> anyway, it is 10 days from Christmas and 10 days until Christmas. So just a reminder out there to kind of focus in on your family on your loved ones on how you can what you can do to make this Christmas a special holiday uh, for your family loved ones and neighbors one of the things that uh, if you live here in the Ogden area um, that my family will participate in is that we will be feeding the homeless Christmas morning along with a lot of other great people in our community Uh, one of uh, something that's happened recently is that Ogden City recently kind of swooped up a homeless camp and when I say swooped up I mean they were asked to leave and whatever was left they kind of picked up <clears throat> with um oh what do you call the big machines that scooped it all up and and put it in the dump and a lot of people saw this as heartless um and there's a lot of protesting and and things like that going on right now and as someone who's been working with the homeless and is passionate about this area um i have a lot of mixed feelings on it because uh, we cannot allow these encampments to take over our cities. Uh, businesses, small businesses are struggling already. And uh, in these encampments really hurt the downtown areas that are in such need to revitalize and to encourage people to visit uh, these small businesses that are in this area. At the same time, I have great compassion because this coronavirus and our handling of the coronavirus by shutting down businesses and making it to the point where people can't work has increased our homeless population. One of the things here in Utah that has frustrated me is that uh, Ogden, Utah, and Salt Lake are the only two cities that really take care of our homeless. And uh, we need to spread this this opportunity around uh, to all the cities to take care of homeless and not just send your homeless to Ogden or to Salt Lake. So anyway, this Christmas season, maybe may we be thinking of those who are less fortunate than we are and find opportunities to serve in our communities and uplift uh, those around us who may be struggling even more than perhaps we are. So anyway, it's just my encouragement in these next 10 days to, uh, if you have blankets and coats and gloves, sleeping bags are really essential this time of year uh, for our homeless population. Uh, Like St. Anne's has been overwhelmed with homeless increase. And so they use their uh, kitchen facility. And I'm not for sure that a while back, this was stripped out where we could not do this any longer. And so it left a lot of homeless out on the streets, but, but Ogden rescue mission and St. Anne's in addition to their residential area, they open up uh, the floors in, in uh, at nighttime for people who don't live there, but need a a warm place to sleep and so sleeping bags are really essential this time of year if you have excess sleeping bags um, or want to go buy sleeping bags to donate to Ogden Rescue Mission if you're in this area if you're in Salt Lake or other areas um, find out where you can donate these things to but sleeping bags gloves blankets uh, sleeping pads uh, coats Um, anyway make this a family affair on how you can um, 
work with your children or significant friends or loved ones and uh, and make a, make a difference in the lives of those who are really struggling for whatever reason we may or may not understand. Um, and uh, again, find opportunities to, to serve in these areas. And I think it will bring an increased Christmas spirit into your home. But anyway, find, find ways these next 10 days to make this holiday special. So I guess that's going to be our Trump tater take of the day, hot take of the day. A uh, lot of different things going on that I'm very excited to talk about. I shouldn't say I'm very excited to talk about, but I am going to talk about is uh, one of my favorite Utah people. That's said with great sarcasm um, is Evan McMullen. And uh, for those of you who don't know who Evan McMullen is, Evan McMullen is a traitor to our country. Evan McMullen is, well, I shouldn't say traitor to our country, but I truly believe he is. But he is the supposed Republican that uh, former CIA operative. And uh, so very skeptical when I, I've talked about Mitt Romney in the past that I believe Mitt Romney and Paul Ryan and John, John McCain were in on this political coup from the beginning. And I've questioned why so many people from Utah um, did not support Trump in 2016. Well, it all goes back to uh, Evan McMullen and who is Evan McMullen and what did he know? Well, Evan McMullen was CIA and he retired from the CIA specifically to run as a third party candidate, as an independent candidate and basically a spoiler. He was running for Hillary Clinton is what he was doing because he had no ability to win. He was only in a few select states but he was in some states that if he could have turned the tables, it could have impacted uh, President Trump winning and thus throwing the election to Hillary Clinton. So in all reality, he was a Hillary Clinton operative. And uh, so now he's came directly out and has stated that he was a Joe Biden operative and that he and his fellow never Trumpers did everything they could to ensure that Joe Biden won. And so, again, you have to look at where did uh, Evan McMullen come from? He came from the CIA, and he stepped down from the CIA just at the time, the very end of the 2016 election, to run as an independent, as a spoiler candidate. Who are his friends? Well, two good friends of Evan McMullen's here in the state of Utah are Spencer Cox and Mitt Romney. So you just got to put this in perspective to see where this editorial is going that Evan McMullen wrote today. So he wrote an opinion piece um, that went in the New York Times. Should never Trump conservatives form a new party? I think, hell, yes, you should get out of our party and take uh, Mitt Romney and Spencer Cox with you. Um, So he goes on to say in the wake of Trump's electoral defeat and political survival, Principled Republicans must offer their own vision for America. So we're just going to walk through this article because I think it says so much and uh, of how Utah, in all reality, what played a significant part in the demise of President Trump as far as trying to take President Trump out. And it started with the election of Spencer Cox. And you think, you know, well, how can election of Spencer Cox impact Um, the national election. Well, the way it did is because Spencer Cox uh, being elected was able to offer credibility again to this never Trump movement. And he was offered to make statements along with Mitt Romney that this mail out ballot thing was totally honorable and there's nothing that public should be concerned about. Why did Spencer Cox and Mitt Romney feel it necessary to go on national news and validate uh, the Democrat party in their desire to have a national mail out voting It's because they were in on it. Uh, they had either they're extremely ignorant and naive or they were full partied um, full in on this movement to deceive the American public and steal this election. And I'm going to go with the second. I think they totally knew what they were doing. And they went in and gave credibility to the Democrats on the legitimacy of this national balloting and voting. Utah, again, was only one of five states that had um, mail-out voting for a um, significant period of time that they had worked out a lot of 
uh, kinks and stuff too, though there's still some problems here in the state of Utah. But 45 states had not done that. So anyway, when we get back on the Trump data, we're going to break down this article and talk about uh, how this connects to where we are as a political party in the GOP, uh, Donald Trump and the state of Utah and how the state of Utah with these never Trumpers, uh, Evan McMullen, Mitt Romney and Spencer Cox uh, played a very influential role in trying to take down our president. So again, we'll be back on the Trump taker. I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. Sebastian Gorka here. Maybe you've been hearing about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that helps a person's body deal with inflammation and pain. You've heard all the wonderful testimonials. Well, I have my own testimonial. For many years, my lower back pain was becoming a serious problem. The short story is, I finally gave it a try, and now I'm out of pain too. So if you're in pain, you can order the three-week quick start for just $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com. Hi, this is Dennis Prager, and we just launched a new PragerTopia membership called PragerTopia Unlimited. Members can listen to any and all audio programs that are in the Dennis Prager store. That's over 400 programs to choose from, show segments, talks, lectures, courses, even full access to all five books of my Torah teaching. For a limited time, an annual PragerTopia Unlimited membership is only $119. Join PragerTopia Unlimited today. Go to PragerTopia.com. If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand and you care about your credit, call Consolidated Credit now. If the interest rates on your credit cards are so high, it'll take years to get out of debt. Call Consolidated Credit now. They've helped over 6 million people with credit card debt. Without destroying your credit, they can consolidate your debts into one lower payment, reduce your interest rates, and get you out of debt fast. The program works. Call Consolidated Credit now. Call 800-406-0046. 800 406 That's 800-406-0046. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services, Inc. 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33313. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation. Maryland DM 1492. Oregon DM 80092. Licensed by the Virginia State Corporation. Commission license number DC83. Service may adversely affect an individual's credit. Non-payment of debt may lead to additional finance charges or collections activity, including legal action, not a loan company. Welcome back to the Trump Tater. Today we're talking about Evan McMullen. And uh, I explained who Evan McMullen was, but I'll do a brief (laughs) recap in case you weren't in on the first segment. Evan McMullen is a uh, a CIA officer that retired specifically to run as a third-party candidate uh, against Donald Trump in 2016 with no intention of actually winning because he was only in a few states, but with every intention of throwing the election to Hillary Clinton. So we'll take it from there, but he's now written this article, an op-ed piece that went into the New York Times, talking about should the Never Trump movement form their own political party, and I'm like, please do, 
please, please do take Mitt Romney and Spencer Cox with you. So anyway, I'm going to continue reading and kind of uh, giving some thoughts on this article. It says, Donald Trump's refusal to accept his electoral defeat is alarming, but not unsurprising. It is Mr. Trump's character to reject, reject even reality itself when it conflicts with his ego. And talk about ego. I mean, my gosh, if you followed Evan McMullen, this little bald-headed boy has one of the biggest e egos out there. And uh, anyway, on to his article. More alarming is the long list of state and national Republican leaders cravenly falling in line behind his desperate efforts to topple American democracy. On Friday, the Supreme Court rejected a Texas lawsuit to overturn the election, a legal challenge that was so, as frivolous as it was unconstitutional. Yet more than 60% of the House Republicans signed a supporting brief and joining 18 Republican attorneys, uh, gen Republican attorneys general who followed their own and embracing entirely the unreality of Trumpism by lending their names to undoing an election that put them in office. These were not just the fringe elements. The minority leader, Kevin McCarthy, and the whip, Steve Scalise, signed their names, as did the incoming ranking members of the powerful House Energy and Commerce Committees. Kathy McMorris Rogers, uh, some such as Kevin Brady, Bill Flores, and Ann Walker. And the reason I'm listing this is because how he's going to follow. He says, were Republicans who the Never Trump movement once hoped would break. So these specific Republicans were ones that these Never Trumpers hoped would break from the presidents once we made him an electoral loser. And I like that. They're taking full credit of making Donald Trump an electoral loser here. They instead clung to his mad king strategy like sailors lashed out to the mast of a sinking ship proves that the majority of the party has, at least for the foreseeable future, forsaken democracy. Even though Trump has been defeated, there is still no home for Republicans committed to represent government, truth, and the rule of law, nor is there, is there one likely to emerge anytime soon. I mean, Maybe this guy believes this stuff. I don't know. <laughs> but but uh, he, he's just the, you know, the kingmaker. He's, um, he's the elite in the Democratic, or in the, I'm sorry, he is Democrat, but he's the elite in the establishment, whether it's Democrat or Republican. He's the elite that believes that they know better than the small people. And this is going to come as I continue reading his article come out more because I think they're bothered by the fact that we are becoming the party of the working class, the average American, um, and their elitism is not mattering very much anymore. So he goes on, so what's next for the Republicans who reject their party's attempts to incinerate the Constitution in the service of one man's authoritarian power grabs? Where is our home now? Well, Evan, it's not... It's not with us. I can assure you that. And again, take Mitt Romney and Spencer Cox with you wherever you go. And he continues, the answer is that we must further develop, and this is the part that you need to listen to, an intellectual and political home. So again, this they want to create and develop an intellectual and political home uh, for this elite establishment Republicans. Uh, because somehow the rest of us are not intellectual, that we have no brain thinking capacity and, and that their superior intellect will guide us out of our stupidity somehow. From there, we can continue working together with other Americans to defeat Trump errors, help offer unifying leadership to the country. And if the GOP continues on its current path, launch a party to challenge it directly. So, you know, there's been a lot of talk about maybe we need to form a, a MAGA party, a Make America Great Again party. But I don't know. This has given me some hope. Maybe we don't have to, to leave the Republican Party. We can just, you know, continue making the Republican Party the MAGA party that it is. And these elitist intellectuals can leave our party and join in with the other elitist 
establishment intellectuals um, somewhere else. So I, I think that's really the better route. Instead of us having to form our a new political party, let's just encourage these people uh, to leave and form their own never Trump intellectual safe haven that they want to form. It, he goes on to say, although we hoped that defeating Trump would start to ride the Republican ship, our efforts over the last four years have not been in vain. We defeated and removed immoral and dishonorable Republicans. And he lists a few there. So he goes on. And when he says they defeated, he means that they helped elect Democrats to replace those Republican ones. One of them was Martha McSally in Arizona. So again, Evan McMullen's taken full credit of replacing Martha McSally in Arizona and losing a Republican seat there. Republic. So when, when Evan says we, he means people like him and Mitt Romney and Spencer Cox. Again, I just want to remind her because I do, uh, this program out of Utah, and a lot of my listeners are from here in Utah, though. But if, if you're from outside of Utah, just know what's happening in the state of Utah. And even though we're this small state, we have managed to be a detriment to our democracy here with the leaders that we have elected, with Spencer Cox being our future governor, Mitt Romney being our senator, and Evan McMullen, who again ran as this third party candidate to try to get. Hillary Clinton in office in 2016. Then he continues, we turned out to ensure that Democrats not nominating a unifying leader who a majority of voters could support. So they were a, a, a factor in making sure Joe Biden was the Democratic nominate, nominee. Uh, and we were a key part in the coalition that defeated Trump himself. But the Never Trumper movement has mostly been inward looking thus far. It emerged to defeat Trump and to defend found, uh, foundational principles such as self-government, liberty and justice, sovereignty, pluralistic society and the sanctity of all life. <laughs> sanctity of all life. My goodness. Come on, Evan, be real here. Uh, the people you put in to, to replace these Republicans that I didn't name all of them before are pro-choice people. And pro-choice to the dis to the point that it's a disgusting pro-choice. It's not just that a woman has the right to choose in some certain circumstances, but it's that even to the point of delivery, a woman can choose to kill that kill her baby. So, so anyway, and then it, then he goes on, uh, decency and objective truth. Yeah, objective it is. <laughs> so uh, back to. Uh, Back to turn Trump's dangerous ideology, which has survived his defeat, and move America forward, we must build on these ideas and look beyond ourselves. So anyway, I'm going to end there, and we'll resume this at the at the beginning of our next segment on Evan McMullen's editorial to the New York Times, and uh, how that impacts us in Utah, and and what package is that included in? And again, Evan McMullen good friend to our governor, future governor, Spencer Cox, and our current governor, uh, Herbert, and, um, and to Mitt Romney. Uh, the, this trio here in Utah uh, has had some devastating impacts on our national election. Um, so anyway, we will be back on the Trump Tenor in just a minute to continue this uh, article about Evan McMullen wrote his opinion piece in the New York Times. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. With the Electoral College giving its official president-elect title to Joe Biden Monday, the election is now officially ready for Inauguration Day on January 20th. Tens of millions of Americans do not recognize Biden as president. A thousand sworn affidavits, videotapes of suitcases full of ballots being stuffed into election machines after hours, that all falls to the wayside and was never debated in any court, leaving many feeling the election system is empty and broken. 
President Trump confirmed that Attorney General Bill Barr will be leaving his job just before Christmas. He will be succeeded on an interim basis by Deputy Jeff Rosen. Quote, just had a very nice meeting with Attorney General Bill Barr at the White House. Our relationship has been a very good one. He has done an outstanding job. As per letter, Bill will be leaving just before Christmas to spend the holidays with his family. End quote. A total solar eclipse took place Monday. It was visible from Chile and Argentina in the afternoon. As the moon blocks, the sun was not visible to North America. USA Radio News. Do you have an idea for an invention or new product? Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Then call InventHelp now. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential and explains every step of the invention process. We create professional materials representing your idea and submit it to companies who are looking for new ideas. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We also offer services including 3D modeling and animation demonstrating your idea, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to show InventHelp client ideas to additional companies. Join the thousands of people just like you who chose InventHelp to pursue their idea. We are experienced. We are working for you. We are InventHelp. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. Let's get an update with Pfizer's vaccine rollout. As the coronavirus vaccine continues to be rolled out across the country, how are the logistics of that looking? Richard Smith is the regional president of Americas and the executive vice president of global support for FedEx Express, which is handling half of the mass distribution of the COVID-19 vaccine. He discusses with NBC's Today Show just exactly how the logistics will work. Well, we'll deliver to uh, around uh, somewhere between seven. 70 and 80 discrete facilities. There are hundreds of shipments going out in the first few uh, waves here. But over time, we'll deliver to tens of thousands of of hospitals and medical centers and other administration sites throughout this effort. Uh, We're well prepared for it. The planning has been going on for months. It's what our network was built for. We do it every day, moving temperature-controlled shipments, including vaccines. So we're ready for this, and uh, we're very confident. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. Welcome back to the Trump Tater. We're going to spend this next segment on this Evan McMullen, and then we're going to move on to some other things in the last segment here. Um, this next segment I'm going to break down as we go through it because it's just completely amazing to me that he can put these words together knowing what he's done. So he starts out, he said, this, this new party that they're contemplating on forming, and please do again. Um, It should start with an unyielding commitment to the equality and liberty of all, which just, again, amazes me. In the democratic and this elitist environment, there is no such thing as equality of all because there's some people that are above the law, and then there's the rest of us. And the establishment political class are above the law. And uh, in liberty for all, again, it's, you know, for thee and not for me attitude, they're taking and stripping our liberties. As we speak, we're losing additional liberties if we're not careful and fighting for them. But for him to even include this in there, that uh, this supporter of Biden and supporter of these Democrats, and uh, that somehow they're fighting for a commitment of equality and liberty. And then he goes on, and then to facts, reason, and knowledge. It should champion democracy and and its improvement. It should cherish life in all of its phases. Again, just the audacity for him to be able to write down those words, knowing that the very people he elected and pushed the Republicans out of office in their anti-Trump, never-Trump movement, brought in more pro-choice and not just pro-choice, but extreme pro-choice Democrats. Biden himself has been already stated that he will undo Trump's executive orders and things that he has done to protect life in the pro-life movement. So for Evan McMullen to suggest that they're going to champion democracy and its improvement and cherish life in all of its phases, I mean, it's just kind of a, a sickening thing in your pit of your stomach going How can he even write this knowing he does not believe it? It should promote personal responsibility, limited government, and government's vital role in the common good. 
Um, now, I would agree that he does believe in government's vital role in the common good because he's embracing these people who feel it's government's responsibility to force us into compliance. Um, he goes on, it should advance justice for all. Again, this justice for all. No, it's it's justice for the common person and no justice, no um, no accountability for the people, the political elite. And then this is one that really gets me and uphold personal and religious freedoms. I just, I don't know how, how he could write this article just as beyond me as they're sitting there limiting our personal and religious freedoms uh, daily and uh, for, for the foreseeable future. He should expand economic opportunity. Again, it just in my throat, I'm going, (laughs) it should expand economic opportunity as they're shutting down small businesses and telling people to stay at home and not support your local businesses. Uh, And uh, anyway, it should reject cronyism. And uh, as he elected Joe Biden, as he takes pride in electing Joe Biden, who is vice president of our country enriched his family and his brother and his son by extorting money, money that the United States gave countries to get part of that back to enrich his family. So he's saying rejecting cronyism. What a crock. Um, While defending innovators and working from uh, and workers from theft and predatory practices. Well, again, again, these people are in the pocket of China, the Chinese. And so he's talking about defending the innovators and workers of theft of predatory practices abroad. I, I just, I just don't even know how he goes here. It just amazes me because these people are in the pocket of the Chinese. Joe Biden is compromised by the Chinese. Um, so it's just, it's such an audacious article that it, it blows my mind. So he goes on, it should recognize immigration as a vital national asset and universal access to quality health care. Uh, so again, he, he's promoting uh, universal health care. <laughs> so what can I say again? Uh, it just uh, nothing, nothing conservative about this guy whatsoever, but uh uh, it should recognize immigration as a vital national asset. Well, I guess we're about to find out because there's big caravans heading to our border. Totally excited that Joe Biden's going to be our president and are ready to crash our border right now and not go through the legal process. Now, we could have had the Democrats been willing to work with Trump in the very beginning. He was willing to give DACA uh, kids um a pathway to, I think even a pathway to citizenship, but definitely a pathway to having long-term being in our country and not having to worry about the legal ramifications. In the very beginning days, when Paul Ryan is our Speaker of the House, undermined Trump every step of the way. And uh, we could have had a, a new legal immigration system that was much friendlier, more affordable for those who wanted to try to come to America and do it the right way. But no, we're going to continue this illegal immigration as people are going to push through our borders on January 20th when Joe Biden is inaugurated, if that happens. So he goes on. It should uh, imagine new methods of learning and work. Well, that's something I can agree with him on because I'm done with it. I'm really done with our institutions of learning. They have been corrupted by the teachers' unions. They've been corrupted by professors with tenure. And uh, and we definitely need new methods of learning. So I will concur with Evan on this, probably not heading in the same direction, but uh, we definitely need to relook and rethink our educational systems. Then he goes on to proudly boast, if the coalition that defeated Trump and elected president-elect Joe Biden, of which we are part, fails now to lead the nation past the coronavirus pandemic, widespread job losses and economic instability, social division and injustice, inaccessible health care, physical shortfalls and disinformation, disinformation, what a crock again. They they are the party of disinformation. We will invite a regurgence of Trumpism and even a more formidable illiberalism in the future. So, I mean, this is Evan McMullen, and this is his 
painting his vision of the party that I hope they they don't choose to stay in and try to corrupt our party any longer, but that they exit and they create their never Trump party. Uh, soon we may be filled and promote our own slate of candidates. So we need to be aware of who these candidates are and make sure we quickly defeat them. Eventually we will have to make a decision. Will we, will we return to a Republican party liberated of fear, corruption, and authoritarianism, or will we attempt to replace it with a new conservative alternative? Our hope is that we can still help format a broad rejection of extremism inside the GOP, but our immediate task is to build our home for either eventuality and to continue to fight for liberty, equality, and truth. Anyway, that's Evan McMullen's editorial to the New York Times, and it's a, <laughs> it's a mouthful, and it's just full of contradictory statements and uh, something that does not uh, go with, you know, their actions. He's saying one thing in their actions of who they're supporting elected and elected are totally opposite of what they're saying. Uh, they have no desire to protect Americans. And they're, how did he word it here? Um, as far as protect our jobs or our intellectual properties from China and for those who would, who would steal those things from us because they are hooked hand in hand with the Chinese. Uh, they are not pro-life. So this whole notion of cherished life in all of its phases is nonsense uh, that's not who they are, and that's not who they're electing. Uh, so again, Evan McMullen, please do. Please form this party. And again, please take Mitt Romney and Spencer Cox with you and any other never-Trump Republican. So last week, I interviewed Greg Hughes, former Speaker of the Utah House and a gubernatorial candidate in 2020. And Joe Kerry asked, um, asked Greg Hughes, what is it about... Um, the people here in Utah, they seem like they're very conservative people, but they continue to elect these very real, more liberal or moderate candidates like, you know, Governor Herbert or Spencer Cox and, and Mitt Romney. He says, uh, you know, how's that happening? So when we get back on the Trump dinner, I'm going to talk a little bit more about that conversation and, uh, and Greg Hughes's response to that, because I think Greg Hughes hit it on the head because I thought, how did so many members of the LDS faith here, the predominant religion here in Utah, uh, become such anti-Trumpers. And so we're going to talk about that and, and go on to the news of the day when we're back in the Trump-tater in just a few minutes. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. Stock market have you nervous with all the massive fluctuations? With the hope for a COVID vaccine on the rise, shifting political landscape, and the election at an end, it's virtually impossible to guess what will happen next. With Vantage Point, you don't have to. Text MONEY to 411411 to find out how our technology can forecast market trends up to three days in advance with incredible accuracy. Text MONEY to 411411 to get what you need to stay ahead of market trends and find explosive moves before they happen. Vantage Point's patented technology analyzes huge quantities of global data in seconds. Stop guessing. Start predicting trends 72 hours in advance. Text MONEY to 411411 and experience Vantage Point for free. Text MONEY to 411411 so you can protect and grow your capital now. Don't wait. Text MONEY to 411411. Go to vantagepointsoftware.com for terms, conditions, and privacy policy. I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things. 
like by a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover, all for just three bucks plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy! With a recession ending, if you've been putting off building your business, now is the time to act. General Steel will meet or beat any price on a pre-engineered steel building of the same size and specifications. Act now before steel prices go up. So call us today for free information. Call 800-965-1290. 800-965-1290. Hi, this is Stan Ellsworth. You know, I know a little bit about history. I mean, me and that Harley and all. But social media, well, that's a mystery to me. So I turned to the good folks at Little Cloud. They helped me develop my social media. They call it an online footprint. I'm a pretty big guy. Little Cloud, they've created a pretty big online presence for me. Let them help you. Visit their website. Visit my friends at littlecloudmedia.com. Welcome back to the Trump Tater. We are uh, ended the uh, last segment talking about Greg Hughes, former Speaker of the Utah House, and a conversation that we had with Joe Carey in between uh, our our podcast last week. And uh, Joe Carey asked him why that uh, Utah ends up electing so many real moderates when we're a conservative state. I'm not convinced we're a real conservative state anymore, but uh, that's okay. But the question is, is why do we elect some of our squishy leaders? And I wouldn't even say whether they're conservative, moderate, they're just squishy. And I, and uh, Greg said that he feels that most people in Utah confuse nice with good. They equate nice with good. That if you're a nice person, that equates with being a good person. And uh, how he didn't even realize this because he came from out east and a little bit more of a, you know, a tougher articulate area and kind of like Donald Trump in New York. So a lot of people see Donald Trump's because he's kind of rough on the outside as maybe not being good because he's got a little feisty and he's a fighter. And uh, so anyway, I, I definitely agreed with Greg Hughes' assessment on this, is that we we picture or see this nice as good, and nice does not equate to good. Um, I mean, there's some very nice people that can be very evil, and there's some very good people that can be a little rough on the outside. So nice means pleasant, agreeable. Uh, and, you know, agreeability is not always a good characteristic. Sometimes it's very good to not be agreeable. And sometimes when you're not an agreeable person, you come across a little feisty and you're a fighter because you're not going to go with the status quo and you're going to stand up for the things you believe in. And uh, so anyway, uh, just my definition out there is nice does not equate to good. And I think that's why Mitt Romney, you know, was appealing as he he wore the suit well. He was pleasant. His hair looked nice. He spoke nicely. He didn't get upset when the people were criticizing him for not paying his taxes, even though he did pay his taxes, but he didn't fight back. He didn't get upset when they criticized him because he had binders full of women's names and applications or resumes so he could have them as part of his um, cabinet. And uh, to me, I thought that was very good that he had binders full of women that he wanted to consider for cabinet positions. But uh, the left, again, criticized him from that. And Mitt Romney just rolled over. Yeah, I'm not going to fight on that because he was nice. So nice does not mean good. And uh, and we here in Utah, hopefully, will make that distinguishment. And uh, somebody that I've mentioned multiple times on here, Jordan Peterson, and I'm going to slaughter how he said this because I should have really listened to it before. But he talks about being dangerous. And you want somebody who has the ability to be dangerous. You want you don't want them to be dangerous, but you want them to have the ability to be dangerous. Because when your house gets broken into in the middle of the night, you want someone who can be dangerous, who can stand up 
up and defend you and your family and your children and your home and your belongings. You want somebody to be dangerous if you're fighting in war and you need to defend your fellow combats, uh, men and women beside you in your country. You want someone who has that ability to pull the dangerous out. And that is someone who can fight for good and someone who's willing to defend the good. And, um, and so just nice does not equate to good, my fellow Utahns, and we need to recognize that President Trump is good. He may not be perfectly nice, and he has his flaws, and we all know what they are, but he is a good man, and he is fighting for the good of our country. Um, Evan McMullen and Mitt Romney and Spencer Cox, they're all nice. They wear their suits nice, and they try. They're not even really nice, to be honest. They're not nice people. <laughs> I mean, if you followed Spencer Cox and his social media, he's been one of the nastiest mean people on social media out there. And he's said some really nasty mean things about President Trump long before uh, President Trump was elected and throughout President Tr Trump's time in office. So this arrogance and hypocriticalness of Spencer Cox and Mitt Romney, but they appear nice and people think they're nice because they really don't know. These aren't nice people. They're not nice and they're not good. And so... Anyway, I'll end on my more on Mitt lecture for the last 45 minutes because Spencer, uh, Evan McMullen is kind of, to me, this package deal with uh, Mitt Romney and Spencer Cox. So we're going to talk about just a few things. We're going to zip through these last few minutes. New York City Mayor wants restaurants to close, but wants everybody to ride the subway. What kind of moron is the mayor in New York City that somehow riding the subway is good and eating outside or inside a restaurant is bad? Um, we have good news that, uh, oh, I just lost it. Oh, in Georgia, I told you yesterday that they're doing a recount and they're going to audit signatures of this one county that they expect fraud in. So hopefully we're going to see something good there. The same thing is happening in Arizona. They're going to audit the Dominion voting machines. So things are still progressing. I'm not giving up. I mean, I'm being a realist that we're probably going to have to figure out a way to move forward with Biden as our president, but I am not giving up. I think uh, President Trump is still fighting. I'm right there behind him fighting for this because I do believe that this election was stolen. Uh, if he lost, if he truly lost, you know, that first debate, I was like, oh, my gosh, Trump, you got to just shut up. You got to shut up. You're driving me crazy. It was horrible. I mean, I was sitting there yelling at the screen on the TV. And the, but the next day I kind of thought about it and I thought, again, I'd rather have a fighter than this. Like Mitt Romney just rolled over when um, that third debate he was in. So I'd rather have the fighter, but I mean, I was frustrated that first debate. And so I could see if President Trump continued along the lines of that first debate, if he didn't have these rallies that had five, 50, 60,000 people in them every day, multiple times a day, and the enthusiasm was so great among so many people throughout the entire nation, specifically in these in these uh, states that we're now in controversy over, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Arizona, and Georgia, then I would question, you know, yeah, maybe he did, you know, maybe he lost if he didn't have those things going. Maybe if Joe Biden wasn't hiding out in his basement the entire election, that there was zero enthusiasm for Joe Biden and he couldn't even draw flies to his campaigns, whether online or in person. Then I could say, you know, if, if he lost fair and square and it was obvious and there's no common sense involved in saying that, yeah, there's a good possibility that he lost I wouldn't like it, but I could accept it. But no, this election was stolen. So as long as Trump is going to fight uh, for America and fight for our democracy and fight for honest and fair elections, I'm going to be behind him fighting 100%. Um, so let me see how I'm going to kind of wrap up this program. Um, Joe Biden <laughs> and Hunter. I mean, just this corruption that's taken place up uh, uh, Bill Barr resigned, and I guess it looks like it ended on a happy note, which I'm glad about because I think Bill Barr is a good individual and a, a good patriot. But, I mean, boy, I wish he could have done more, and I definitely feel that he should have exposed 
this uh, Justice Department investigation on Hunter Biden, because I do feel like it was in our national security interest and people had the right to know when they were making their choice on who they were going to vote for, because 20 percent of Democrats now say they would not have voted for Joe Biden had they known this information. So I do feel Bill Barr did America great injustice by not letting them know that Hunter Biden was under investigation of these serious crimes. And uh, improprieties with China and Russia and Ukraine and other places. And uh, so I'm glad he, I'm glad he retired or resigned. Uh, perhaps um, he can come out and be a greater advocate of the president, not being attorney general. Uh, I hope just one, I, I woke up this morning to, from a tweet from Tim pool saying that uh, president Trump had pardoned Julian Assange. And I was like, yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> and then I found out that I guess it was bad rumor, but he really should. He should pardon Julian Assange. He should give Edward Snowden a fair trial and ensure that Edward, Edward Snowden can defend himself uh, in a fair trial. There are some things that uh, we know our free speech is being shut down and that our access to the truth in our government is being withheld from us. So these are two things that I hope whether Trump stay, is able to stay in or if he is not going to be able to stay in, that he will unleash the pardon. Hashtag, let's make that a hashtag. Hashtag unleash the pardon. Uh, there are a lot of pardons that need to be given, specifically those who have been imprisoned for drug crimes that Kamala Harris put in prison for extended periods of time on, on crimes that she herself has admitted committing and uh, per, partaking of the same drugs that she's imprisoned people for anyone at this point, And I'm not, a, I hate marijuana. I hate everything about marijuana, but at this point, the majority of the States have condoned marijuana as a legal substance. So why, why are we spending all this money on imprisonment of people who have smoked or marijuana? So anyway, I got to wrap up this program because I was told I only had 10 seconds left. So we will see you tomorrow on the Trump Tater to continue this and all the wonderful news that will be out throughout the day. Have a wonderful day, my fellow Trump Taters.